Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast, and we have another segment of Cruise COVID-19 Good News, and my very special guest here is Michael Wang of Inspirin. Welcome, Michael. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, and it gives me so much joy to be able to share all the companies that we work with that are doing amazing stuff. And you're doing something super cool, which I can relate to because I used to work in, at, a, at a big medical device company a long time ago. But maybe, Michael, you could just kind of tell the audience how you had the idea for Inspirin and retrace your career a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I came up with the idea for Inspirin uh, while I was working at the bedside as a cardiothoracic um, nurse at New York Presbyterian Hospital. And during my work, I realized that there was a need for technology that can allow nurses and managers and clinicians um, to have more insight into the patient's care environment um, by having an automated ambient um, patient monitoring platform that allows us to be able to automatically spot danger, uh, prevent adverse events, and allow us to be able to essentially have a force multiplier that allows us to do more with less. Uh, so that was the original uh, concept. And four years later, Inspiring is now on the market and we utilize advanced computer vision and proprietary sensors to automatically monitor the patient's room and the patient's care environment and abstract really important clinical data um, that can be in the hands of clinicians and allow us to be able to do a lot more than, um, than manual uh, monitoring. I love it. And for those who don't know, nurses, uh, especially in this situation, but just in general, have a ton of responsibilities. They have a ton of patients they have to monitor throughout their shift. And so having something that's automated, that's kind of on when they're not there is incredibly powerful. Like I, what's Correct. the feedback from the nursing community? Actually, nurses love using our platform um, because yeah. uh, on a multiple levels, it really allows them to be able to have insight into patients that are not physically with them. Obviously, we can only be with the patient that's physically in front of us, but to be able to have that safeguard um, to identify danger, identify risks, and also to be able to, to be recognized for the great work that they do. Uh, our platform also has a terrific mobile uh, app platform that recognizes nurses for the incredible work that they do through a virtual trophy and points program where they're consistently exercising best in practice activities, um, working consistently with each other as well as with patients. Um, those are um, being recognized and also being uh, posted um, in a really fun and engaging kind of a way. So, uh, so that's something that, that's really very popular um, with nurses that use our technology. Yeah. And that we specifically built that to uh, give nurses more morale and also uh, introduce a little bit of fun into the care environment. Yeah, I love the recognition aspect of that because it is, a lot of nurses are kind of solo throughout the day too, right? So there's, there's no one really checking, checking them or, or, or monitoring them or pointing out the amazing things they're doing. Maybe there's some patient feedback at the end, but like to be, have Absolutely. a tool that kind of surfaces all the um, amazing stuff they're doing is, is really neat. That's correct. And to, to be able to not only have data that reflect that, but also 
uh, to have peer recognition, um, recognition by management, leadership. Uh, we, we make that platform very easy to do all of that. And nursing doesn't have to be a thankless job. Uh, it could be something that is fun. And also, and also we know nurses don't need um, that necessarily to do an amazing job for all these years. But to be able to have that little bit pat on the back, it's, it's a tremendous um, boost in morale for them. It's an amazing, uh, like you said, they're not doing it for the recognition because they Correct. people who take that job are just selfless in general. Correct. But it's really cool that that's available to them. And the other thing I really like about your platform, you guys have a pretty amazing dashboard. And maybe yep. just walk, you know, for not just for the nurses, but for maybe like hospital administrators or, or doctors or, or even maybe patients need, might need to take a peek at that sometimes. It's really beautiful. Uh, yes, and thank you. Um, we, we really wanted to build a platform that can display um, the clinically significant data in a very easy and consumable kind of a way. Uh, we didn't want the hospitals to have to deploy uh, 20 people, data analytics experts in order to make sense of the data. Everything is right there. You don't have to know Tableau. You don't have to know Excel even. Everything is already uh, refined and available for the nurses and managers to make critical strategic decisions um, without having to to um, become an expert in data analytics. That's really fabulous. And you know, I, I think this all probably cycles back into better patient outcomes, right? Because- Absolutely. Yeah, maybe, is there some data on that or how do, how do you think about that? Or how do you talk to the nursing community about that? Actually, as soon as our technology deployed, um, there were drastic uh, decreases in adverse events. Uh, there were increases in uh, teamwork um, as well as clinical efficiency. Uh, all across the board, uh, this technology really uh, did what we intended for it to do, which is to be a force multiplier for, um, for, the, for the nursing staff um, to be able to uh, really keep an eye on the potential dangers as well as any inefficiencies within the clinical environment that we can automatically identify and uh, benchmark and uh, specifically implement clinical protocols that can um, prevent those things from happening. Within about two to three weeks of deployment, uh, we were able to see very clear signs of improvements all across the board in all of those different things. So, um, so from effectiveness and uh, feasibility and also uh, adoption perspective, Inspiron has really been very, very effective in combating some of the uh, frequent adverse events that, that happen on a daily basis, um, but also really making it easy for staff and management to be able to use. And we also deploy very rapidly and very easily without infrastructural change, without having to put things into um, the walls or ceilings or anything like that. Deployment is extremely simple. It just clicks right on the wall and that's it. You forget about it. Because all of these things together uh, really make a solution that's, that's very easy to adopt and also uh, enjoyed by the frontline staff. That's incredible. It's enough that you're doing inspiring and that's that you're making that contribution. But we were talking before we turned the mics on. You're a very modest guy, but I just kind of want to highlight this that uh, you're heading back into the hospitals tonight to relieve some of the nurses so that they can get a rest, right? And I know you're modest, but maybe just share that a little bit with the audience. So um, I'm, 
uh, two years ago, um, I stopped working as a bedside nurse uh, to focus uh, exclusively on inspiring and um, to be able to run the company. And uh, I'm, I'm still doing that. Um, but knowing that in the next two to three weeks, uh, especially in our community here in New York, especially Queens, um, where um, I, I'm Chinese American. So um, that particular area will be will be hit very, very hard in the next two to three weeks. Um, so um, outside of the time that I am spending with Inspiring and um, still uh, contributing to the company during the evening times, um, I will begin to pick up shifts um, at uh, New York Presbyterian Queens, which just to give a tremendous, tremendous appreciation and a, and a huge shout out to all of my colleagues and everyone that we know and all of our fellow nurses who are at the front lines every single day, um, day in and day out, and at the most dangerous areas um, in the world, uh, essentially, and for them to, to really make the ultimate sacrifices to, to do that. Um, what, what I'm doing is, is extremely minute uh, compared to what they're doing, but if I can just help them answer one call bell to move a patient um, to take a little bit of the load off of their shoulders and maybe just another friendly face to let them know hey i'm here for you guys and i'm not the guy that just installs the technology and walk out but you know i'm, I'm still uh, very much with all of you and I'm, I'm a part of the family and uh, we'll get through this together um, just, just to be able to do that i think it'll be really amazing um, in terms of giving a little bit of a relief to those folks but the focus is definitely on them and whatever I can do to just take a little bit, how, however minute it may be, off of their shoulders and allow them to, um, to do their jobs more effectively. Yeah, I, I think it would be I think it would be great. And more than ever, I'm so proud to be a part of the nursing community. And on all levels, um, I am, I'm just incredibly grateful for everything that they've done. And I hope that our technology can help them do their jobs uh, easier. And my, um, my volunteering um, at, the, at the hospital, hopefully will also um, take a little bit of the pressure um, off their daily activities. But the credit is all to them, all the frontline responders, healthcare providers, nurses, doctors, and just countless people who are, who are putting their well-being aside and, um, and, and to be at the front lines risking their lives. It's the best that humanity has to offer. And uh, what better time now to celebrate that? It's, yeah, it's all about I, that. It's really beautiful what you're doing. And I echo what you're saying. Thank you to all the nurses, the first responders who are doing this, and doctors who are doing this every day. But yeah. I also think what you're doing is really powerful because you're, you're giving them maybe the shift off or a one-hour break that will help them take a nap or something like that so their immune system can recharge a little bit. There's, there's a lot of help you're providing, but please let all the nurses that you talk to today and all the other physicians and everyone in the, in the hospital community that we're super appreciative of them. The startup community is appreciative of them. The cruise team and family is very appreciative of them. So we're, we're very grateful. And this is, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Like it's not what you're doing, you know, all the time with Inspirin is to help nurses and patients is phenomenal, but this is the kind of uplifting, you know, sacrifices that people are making that, I just wanted to just wanted to spread the word on this a little bit in a very small way because it's it's really inspirational and I have goosebumps just talking to you. And thank I'm you. Sure the people <laughs> listening do too. So thank you, Michael, for all the sacrifices and and thank you to the Inspiring Engineering team too for building this amazing. Absolutely. Place. You know that's it's really special. So I just Absolutely. want to thank you on our part and maybe just tell folks you know where they can find you, how to how to check out Inspiring and and how to reach out. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website contains a lot of really helpful information on the capabilities of our uh, technology uh, for both the hospital market as well as the assisted living facilities market. Uh, our website is www.inspiring.com, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-N.com. And uh, please reach out to us. Um, we'll, we'll love to hear from you. Um, we're also sharing some of the amazing stories within our own team, especially uh, a huge shout out to our uh, co-founder, uh, Sabrina, as well as Paul, uh, who are on the front lines and uh, who are treating patients um, at the same time of still attending to, uh, to the needs of the company. And we were sharing some of our stories on there as well. And please feel free to send us your stories. Um, we would love to celebrate, uh, celebrate your story and uh, celebrate you. And uh, I, I wanted to uh, specifically um, thank you, Scott, and also Cruz for, um, for helping us through all of this. And you guys are really a fantastic team. And we're truly appreciative for everything you've done for us. Uh, thanks, man. Well, Carrie is your account manager. She's amazing. And we're a very small part of this compared to what you guys are doing. So shout out to Inspirin and shout out to you, to your co-founders, engineers, and most importantly, shout out to all the nurses and physicians that you're going to be working with this weekend. Yes, and, absolutely. And seven, sending good vibes to all the patients, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Take care. Okay. Have a great day. This is a cruise of founders and friends. With cruise, you can lose and look after your ends. Hey, welcome to Cruise Consulting's podcast. And we have another segment on good news during COVID. We all need good news. We have some amazing companies that are helping the world. And it's my pleasure to introduce Rohit Prakash of CoStap. Welcome, Ro. Thanks for having me, Scott. My pleasure. You have some amazing good news that's going to make everyone feel really good here. Hope so. But before we get to that, quick, can you just give us your quick bio and how you had the idea to start CoStap? Yeah, definitely. Um, so two minutes or less uh, was in uh, medical, the medical field, science beforehand, uh, built another company called Townsquare with my co-founder, Nepal Patel. It was a small business network, almost like a next door for local business. Uh, we come from small businesses and you know, our goal of that company, the mission was to help businesses fail less by getting the operational uh, knowledge they needed to succeed. And what we learned from that company over five or six years is that the way that communicate and coordinate on work is really through text messaging and list. And we've done a small experiment. And once you figure that out, and that products like Slack and others just did not meet the need. Uh, we built a simple prototype and it took off. Now, now it's called Coast. You're like you're coasting or Coast Me. Uh, and now we're seeing all these operational workflows just coming together uh, on the platform in a way that it gives the owner and the employees visibility like never before. And it's just really been exciting to uh, sort of chase after the same mission with a little bit of a different twist. That's amazing. And is it a, it's for, is it targeted towards small business owners or who's the target market? Product really is driven for people or, or made for people who have a deskless workforce. People are calling that the frontline workforce in, in, in our world. Retail, restaurant, healthcare, we have factories, we have distribution centers, we have small businesses, we have a delivery, you know, I mean, there's such a wide variety of people who, you know, do their work on their phone. And the product is built for that, right? Um, obviously, we have a desktop app and so on and uh, all the bells and whistles you'd expect from that. But uh, the target market is really the underserved, the people who have been sort of feet on the street doing work, uh, construction, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And that, and that group has really been kind of, 
they've really benefited from the smartphone revolution, right? Like sure. there's just Absolutely. so much you can do now. Yep. And so that's, a, that's an amazing idea. So Thank I, you. super smart. Good for you. Now let's Appreciate talk that. about your new initiative. That This is yep. the reason why I want to have you on the Good News Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Can you answer the audience? It was a, a combination of a few different things that came together at the same time. We were, we were in stealth in 2019, and we, spoke the, we took the first couple of months of 2020 getting ready to go to market. Then in the very beginning of March, obviously COVID hit. All of our worlds changed. I mean, I think we can all, we can all understand that. And we decided to put things on pause, obviously, uh, but we noticed an uptick in, in usage uh, from our users because they needed a way of communicating and collaborating. Uh, we had medical groups getting on there and new restaurants and so on. And because we serve so many restaurants, food, retail, and bars, what we learned was they were changing their operations completely to delivery and takeout, something we just weren't expecting, right? And they were using the product to do that, but we have a direct connection with our clients through support, right? They have support chat inside each of their in, inside of each of their phones, right? And oh, so you can you can message them and see what's going on. We can talk to them. And be like, yeah, we have, we have private chats with us, right? And so what we're learning from that is like some businesses aren't on the delivery app. So we live in San Francisco and a little bit myopic because of it. Everybody thinks that everybody's on the Grubhubs of the world or the DoorDash. They're not, right? They're trying to find new ways in this new environment. On how to on how to serve their communities, right? And so that happened. Then a friend of ours, a good collaborator of us uh, of ours, named Philip Thomas, was kicking some ideas around on how they could help help how he could help small businesses. He showed me something, and then the alcohol law came out in California where you could serve and serve uh, to go cocktails and wine and so on. This is about two weeks ago. These three points came up, and I said, "Hey, Philip, why don't we collaborate, my team and yours?" on building this thing where restaurants, bars, and food retail can actually be discovered by the consumers of the world who are sitting at home and actually, you know, patronize those people. Um, And that's where Takeout COVID was kind of born. Amazing. And so now it's like easy to find those restaurants, right? Like it's kind of, you become like a a scouting service. You're letting everyone know who's open and available and who they can dine Takeout yeah. from, and right? it's a you know it's a free public service. We've said that from the very beginning. Yeah. Um. It's uh you know coastapp.com slash takeout covid. Uh. That name takeout is sort of like a pun on you know sort of a, a play on words takeout covid, and it's amazing you know like to see the adoption and the local partnerships that we're getting across United United States. I think that's what's been really cool for us. The way that it works is that we find local partners and we also give businesses an ability to upload themselves. And the first week, you know, we were finding local partners, it was going slow, but people were amenable to the idea. But in week number two, it just blew up. Um, we had like, we had, I think, nearing 10,000 businesses listed. We're in 20 cities. Wow. The New York Times restaurant critic Pete Wells tweeted about it. Yeah, it's been really, it's been really uh, heartwarming to sort of like get the stories of business owners and also try to help them. And, and that has led to other initiatives, which we can talk about as well. So that's amazing. And it's, it's so needed because those business, like, Kudos to those small businesses, like the restaurants that are pivoting, because yeah, you, they could just pack it up and go home. But like, there's you got to be tough to do that, you know, to do that to run a restaurant. And so it doesn't surprise me that a lot of them are finding a way. It, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one one business owner told me, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, and I don't know how to sit at home. Yep, you know, <laughs> I love it. I would be the same way, man. I'd be doing someone else's some financial model or something somewhere. I'd figure out a way too. 
And so what's, what are some of the, uh, like, if, are there any restaurants that you just saw that or other businesses that were just so cool that you're like, I got to highlight these people, like anything jump out at you? Yeah. I, I mean, again, I'm, I can only speak for San Francisco, obviously, uh, but I'll, I'll actually, I can do one in, in New York as well because I, I knew of them as well. But the, the restaurant that I was super surprised about was Saru Sushi, which is in Noe Valley in San Francisco. Uh, and the uh, owner operator there has been around for a long time. I mean, they're a very famous place. I mean, people love going there, but they don't do any reservations and they don't do delivery and takeout. And, you know, that's because they, you know, they run a small operation, but it's high quality. Uh, and that's just the way they've operated for the past decade. Yeah. And they literally switched everything because, you know, they wanted to be able to support their employees. They wanted to be able to support themselves. Um, and it was just super honorable. I mean, the way that they thought about um, supporting the community too. I mean, really touched me, you know, seeing them change so quickly, the learning. I mean, I've obviously ordered takeout there two, three times now over the past couple of weeks and just watched their operation sort of evolve. Um, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, you're doing something really amazing for a lot of people. And sometimes, you know, there's been so much like the intensity of COVID and the intensity of yeah. businesses shutting down and all that stuff that can, can I get sometimes I get down, you know, and so totally you're. I wanted to bring a fresh, you know, the fresh air and, and show everyone what you're yep. doing because you could have been someone who just sat there too. And I really have a lot of respect for what you're doing. And just thank you on behalf of our community, thank you for helping all these small businesses, restaurants survive and hopefully. Flourish. Scott, it's not me. It's my, it's the team. The team took this, our mission is to empower local business and they took it by the horns. I, I, I've never seen this team move as fast over a four or five day period to build and launch something from scratch. And it's just been, it's just an incredible thing to be a part of. Shout out to the entire Coast App team. Shout out guys, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Ro, and where can everyone find you? How can they help out? And maybe should they be spreading the word more? So, I mean, yeah, go to coastapp.com backslash take out COVID. It's on the homepage as well. Uh, you can find it right there. You can go to your city, click on it. You can find restaurants. You can submit your favorite restaurant if you'd like. We go through, if you submit it, we'll, we'll verify the listing. So it doesn't have to be just a business owner that puts it in there. If you want to support local, get them in there. Maybe they'll be discovered. Uh, we're adding new features, yeah. search, filtering, a list, uh, trying to make it better, kind of iterating, uh, that kind of thing. So, and, you know, pass it on to your friends. Uh, love for more businesses to be able to get discovered in these, in, in these tough times. I love it. Ro, thanks for taking the time out to talk to us. Yeah. Check out coastapp.com backslash covid. And please spread the word. This is like a good news kind of thing. And we should, we should, let's brighten everybody's day by just sharing this good news. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise from Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Old. Scotty.